0: all the praise it's in jesus name we pray and all god's people say amen Amen. and amen while you're resting on your feet from the gospel according to luke the gospel according to luke chapter 18 verses 1 through 8 we are continuing in our work in this great book luke 18 verses 1 through 8 then he spoke a parable to them that men ought to always pray and not lose heart. Yes sir. saying there was a certain city, or rather, in a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor regard men. Right. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And the judge would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I do not fear God, nor do I regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continual coming She weary me Or I like to say she wear me out Then the Lord said Hear What the unjust judge said And shall not God avenge his own elect Who cry out day and night to him Though he bears long with them I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And all God's people said, I want to tag this message for us today in our work in Luke. The parable of the persistent widow. You may be seated. New beginnings, every now and then, we are fortunate enough to see a parable that shows us some of the many attributes of God. God has a way of speaking to us through his actions in certain seasons of our journey to the other side. And I believe that our brother Luke in this passage today is teaching us that God will always. Do what is right for those who've been done so wrong. Our passage today, it encourages the one who's about to give up. And I believe that Luke is speaking to us about never giving up hope. No matter how difficult the problem Maybe. Today's lesson is a parable. And the parable, Brother David, good to see you, son, is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. In this parable, we see two things today. We see a contrast between an earthly judge and God the Father. And then we see a contrast between a distraught widow and the children of God. The contrast in this story is to show us how God is in comparison to how man is. And there are some critical things we can learn from this text. And there are some attributes we can discover concerning God and his actions toward those who are misused and abused in the earth. So there are three points of interest I want to share with you today. Number one, let's look at the widow's problem. Number two, the widow's position. And number three, the widow's persistence. The widow's problem, the text, verses 1 through 3, opens up for us this idea. Then he spoke, Jesus, a parable to them. And here it is, that men ought to always pray and not lose heart. Right, right, right. And then he goes into the story. There was a certain city that a judge lived in. And this judge didn't fear God, nor did he fear man. Now, there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, that judge, saying, get justice for me from my adversary. Can I unpack this for us today, beloved? Beloved, when we come to this portion of the text, We see Jesus introduced to us a parable to his disciples to remind them about the importance, Reverend Billings, of persistent prayer. Persistent prayer, prayer that keeps going. In this parable, we see a widow woman who brings her case before a judge. To try to get some justice done for her in this life. Why? Well, somebody's been cruel to her. Somebody has mistreated her. Somebody has taken advantage of her, Julie. And as a result of her injustice, she desires to have somebody stand up against this adversary in her life this widow has nobody she can rely on and nobody who cared for her. She needed a hero, Pastor Tong, and she needed him now. Now, in that day, it was very difficult for widows to get justice in that system. And Brother Tommy, the reason why is because They didn't have the means to get the judge or the system to act on their behalf. But this widow, she don't quit. Y'all hear me here? She don't quit until she gets the attention of this judge. In other words, in other words, Jesus is telling the parable because he wants you to know the desperate position she was in. She don't have money. She don't have power. She don't have privilege. She don't have access. But what she has is persistence. And Luke is trying to tell us in this passage that this case is out of the ordinary. Are you in here? He's trying to teach us no matter how bad she mistreated, was mistreated rather, she was not giving up hope. Let me say some more because I may have some doubters here that are like, I don't know, Pastor. Well, let me work. In those days, first of all, women were seen as property. They were not given the status of of almost being equal or being human. This was a problem. Yes, sir. what she needed was somebody of importance yeah. and somebody who had compassion yes, to go on her behalf and get justice mm. for her. Yes, yes. Beloved, every now and then on this journey to heaven, the church of Jesus Christ, like this widow, uh-huh. experiences injustice.
1: Mm.
0: Every now and then, on this journey, the bride of Christ has need for somebody to speak up for her in a world that hates her. All right. yeah. Remember, Jesus said that in this life, you're gonna have tribulation. Yeah. Remember, He said, if the world hates me, it's gonna hate you too. Yeah. Every now and then on our journey, beloved, as Christians, we run into systems and situations that are led by personalities that oppress, that disrespect, that violate and that do ungodly things to impede our living on the way to the kingdom of heaven. And when this occurs, just like this widow, we need somebody we can compel, somebody who has a greater power. Somebody who can operate on our behalf in this fallen world. I might just preach today. Story is told about this young boy whose name was Chris Brown. And young Chris Brown was born a crippled from birth. He was the sibling of 22 kids. And he lived in the slums of Dublin, Ireland. He couldn't walk. He couldn't dress himself couldn't feed himself, Reverend Nichols, and when he talked, he garbled his language. The brother was never able to attend school. Mm -hmm. But yet, at a ripe age, as a young adult, he wrote a literary masterpiece Mm -hmm. that was an autobiographical novel titled, Down All the Days of My Life. Mm -hmm. And guess how he wrote his book? He typed it with his baby toe on his left foot. It took him 15 years to write this story. And this story about Brother Brown is relevant for you and I today as well. Why? Just like Brother Brown, this widow's back was against the wall. Her problem is bigger than life. But yet she becomes a picture of what it looks like to never give up. Can I say some more? That this is what the believer ought to to look like when it comes to engaging in prayer with a holy God. Though you lose, hey, thank you, Lord, the momentum of your limbs, you ought to still have a heart and a voice that persistently seeks justice. In the earth on your behalf. Oh, yeah. Y'all gonna help me work today? Yeah. We've looked at the widow's problem. Yeah. Let's look now at the widow's position. Sister Wilson, when we look at verse 4 through 6, love, the text says, This judge didn't fear nobody.
1: Okay.
0: Didn't fear God.
1: Right.
0: And he wasn't gonna help this widow. Verse 4. And he would not help her for a while. Right. Y'all catch that right there? But afterward, he said within himself, though I don't fear God nor regard man, this widow is troubling me. And I'm going to avenge her because she wearing me out. That's the Wilson version of verse five. Then the Lord said, hear, verse six. That's good right there. The Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said that means pay attention to that hmm. he's given a comparison here destiny daughter according to this passage this widow's problem placed her in a perplexing position
1: All right. uh-huh.
0: she goes to the unjust judge it was the only place of help for her yes, but in that she's denied access and assistance Sister Gail, she went to the right location to get the right one who could change her situation. Mm -hmm. But because he was unjust, she had nothing coming. The text says this for a reason. He didn't fear God Mm -hmm. and he didn't fear man. Mm -hmm. In other words, this unjust judge was not right. Mm -hmm. This unjust judge, he lacked compassion. This unjust judge, he lacked what I call as a human decency. And he did so because he doesn't care about a widow woman with trouble in her life. For this widow, this was a horrible position, Brother Fred, to be in. Makes me want to ask a question. Have you ever been there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had need of assistance? and had the systems of this world to deny you support? Have you ever been treated like a person who didn't have any value? Have you ever been disrespected, discouraged, and dismayed by a dangerous personality who meant you no good? I'm talking to somebody, I just don't know who you are. Because this this is a parable, Jesus is using this unjust judge to paint a contrast about how God the Father is. What do you mean? Because of Christ's teaching, we can understand that God the Father would never do what this unjust judge has done. God the Father would never disrespect his children. God the Father would never leave them dismayed, discouraged, Sister Carla, or denied an opportunity with an audience with Him. God is not like the unjust judge. Y'all in here now? He looks at your problem, He's aware of your position, and He's always ready, Reverend Mason, to handle any injustice. That comes your way. Amen. Can I get with yeah. me? I find this unjust judge, Big John, interesting. At first, he wasn't going to help. But, then he decides he needs to do so. Why? Because this young widow woman, she wore him down by being persistent and getting on his nerves. According to the text That was his reasoning right, right. For serving her Oh beloved I'm so glad yeah. God ain't like that yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He doesn't wait till I get on his nerves yeah. Yeah. Before he comes see about me I don't know who y'all been praying to yeah. But God the Father He hears Wilson right away And he's much better than the unjust judge. Y'all feel Jesus right through
1: here?
0: Notice this. Scholars arguing about this text, Pastor Bruce, they teach us that the courtroom back there was a mobile courtroom. It was a tent. And he was a judge in a certain city that had a circuit he had to move the tent to. Now back then, as a judge, let's just say a superior court judge, he had bailiffs, we'll use that terminology, and a system of people that worked, went with him as the tent rotated. Now this was how the system worked. If you could get close to one of the assistants, slip them a little greenbacks, then the judge who set the record or the, the agenda for the day would make sure your case got moved to the top. Are y'all in here now? It was a corrupt system. But it was the system. I just dropped something right there. This ain't in my notes, but it looked a little like our judicial system today. If you got money. Okay, I shouldn't have said that, huh? If you got a good checking account, you might not go to jail Zuniga. Are you with me here? But if you're poor. And you got no representation. You might be going away on a long vacation. Y'all with me here? This system in that day was just like that. And so this, this unjust judge was not going to hear this woman's case. But she didn't have no money. But guess what she had? Some persistence. No, I wasn't there. I wasn't there, Big John. But I assumed. That wherever the court went, she showed up. (laughs) And she kept wearing down the assistance. Are y'all with me here? Until finally, yeah, the selfish judge decides to meet the poor woman's needs. I'm so glad I got a heavenly father who don't act like that. He don't just answer the prayers of the rich. Uh Oh, I just said something right there. He listens to the cry of the poor, the one who's been mistreated. Come on, somebody, say amen. He listens to the one who's weary, wounded, and sad. He's a God. He sits high, but he looks low. Can I say some more? He's always, Sister Green, attentive. To your needs yes. Now this parable What Jesus is not teaching <clears throat> He's not teaching us That we have to press In prayer to God okay. That's not what this text right. is teaching
1: us In
0: fact you would be hard fixed To try to find any passage in the no, Bible To tell you to press the throne in prayer Come on. Yeah. He's listening all the time. Amen. Are you with me here? God is not some type of ecclesiastical bellhop. Why right. have to beg him? Right. He's God. Are you with me here? And because he loves me, well, I don't have to beg him for anything. Are y'all in here? That's just bad theology. Can I say some more? What we're learning in this passage is we don't have to press him. Why? Because he's ready and willing to answer your prayers. Now, the widow, watch this now, look at the comparison. She didn't have a lawyer, Reverend Tom. She came to court on her own. But guess what? We got a high priest who is sitting on the throne right now. And we got access to him. This this widow woman, she didn't have no promises. But Sister Mary, we got the Bible. 66 books of promises of what God will do on your behalf. Y'all with me here? This widow was an outsider. But we're insiders. We're in the family of God, Ambrea. Jesus is teaching us in this parable is that you don't have to press him. Why? Because it's a privilege to talk to him.
1: Let me get a window.
0: My my boys, they grown. They're men now. They're men now, Brother Jordan. But they ain't got to press daddy when they get in trouble. All they got to do is call. They ain't even got to call now. They just text. Can a brother borrow? Are y'all with me here? And I just hit cash out. Why? We in relationship. They got the same name I do. Are y'all with? They got privilege that nobody else got, David. All they got to do is say, Daddy, I need help. And here come Daddy trying to the rescue. Are y'all with me here? What's the same way with God. It's the same way with you. If you've been born again, your name is written in the lamb's book of life you've got access to the father of lights you ain't got to press him about your need. just tell him what you need in fact the old church said it right resident mason they said call him up call him up and tell him what you want am i right right there that's the kind of god he is this ain't in my notes but he ain't he don't get amnesia either and like, I could ask him for something six months ago. He didn't give it to me. He forgot. No. There's a reason why he didn't give it to me. Y'all trying to make me preach today. I'm going to get there. Uh, look at this text. Look at this text. Because of who we are, beloved, we ought to take advantage of our relationship with God. Y'all catch that? and exercise our relational access and position to the throne. Why are we walking around here with our heads down? Confused, distraught, discouraged, in dismay. Well, the only reason why you would do that is because you don't know who you are. Perhaps you lost your way. You forgot who he is. Are you with me here? All you got to do is exercise your privilege. Y'all in here? Short story. I was uh, at the university this week, and uh, I needed to go and get some food in the calf. And uh, I had this little card they gave me. And this card, usually you put your money on the card, To scan your meals Well John I have What they call as presidential Privileges
1: Because
0: I'm a campus Pastor I got an account I don't know how much in it But I just Use it Every time I have a need Y'all in here Everybody else in the line And I just walk to the fast line Beep beep Get as much as I want as often as I need it. Why? I got privileges that come with being on the president's cabinet. Being the president's pastor. Well, let me see if I can bring that home. You got privileges that the child of God only has. Are you with me here? And guess what? You can go to the throne right now. Just wave your hand. You got your father's attention. Just call on him. You got privileges. That's what your prayer is, ah. Just call on him. Guess what he does? Answers when you call. We've looked at the widow's problem. We've looked at the widow's position. Let me show you now the widow's persistence. The Bible says... Jesus asks two questions In verses 7 and 8 Jesus says And shall God Not avenge His own elect Who cry out Day and night to him Though he bears long with them Hear that first question And then the second question he says And I tell you That he will avenge them Speedily Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Beloved, as we come to this portion of the story, we can see finally why Jesus has revealed to us the woman and her persistence. He uses her as a model for the disciples to emulate consistency and fervency in their prayers to the Father.
1: Okay.
0: Let me say some more. Her example, beloved, is not for us to critique or to accept as the only way God answers prayer. Okay. That, that's not the reason he's okay. using this okay. example. Also, I learned here that Jesus doesn't really explain why her answer was delayed from the judge. He doesn't do that. Nor does he talk about why it took so long for the judge to act right. But according to the text, Jesus says, first of all, that the judge, Mm -hmm. or rather, God, yes, Mm -hmm. he will avenge her. He will avenge his people, his children. Give them justice. And watch out. He's going to do it, Nichols, speedily. Can I work right there? This is a reminder, first of all, that God's time is not our time. And that God's delays are not the delays of inactivity. But they're the delays of preparation. What do you mean? God is always answering your prayer. You hear me, daughter Caitlin? He's always answering our prayer and he's always working out our problems in ways that you and I can't fathom or understand. He's not a bad father. The song says he's a good, good father. Which means he always answers. If he doesn't always answers. Then you got to cut Romans 8.28 out of the book. Romans 8.28 says this. And we know. That God causes everything. To work together. For the good of those. Who love God. Y'all hear me here. And who are called. According to his purpose. That's the book. If God is not always answering our prayer, you got to cut that verse out. Here it is. God works in all things at all times, causing all things to work together to accomplish, watch this now, his purpose, not yours.
1: Come on, lean on that. Lean
0: on that. Let me say some more. The moment you send him a request That's in his will That's consistent with his Biblical text God begins to work Okay, okay, Y'all catch it? You might not see it now Sister Martin But one day The answer gonna come Let me say it like this God works in his speed Not yours Okay God can see what you and I can't see. So he works according to his plan and not yours. You may be asking for something that you think you need. But God can see up the street
1: and around the corner.
0: That that thing you want ain't going to be good for you at the end of the journey. So when he say no, he ain't saying no because he's being mad. He said no because it's going to hurt you. Can I say some more? Secondly, I learned in this text, Sister Wilson, God can see that a little patience is good in my life. Instead of a hurried response, Monica, to satisfy my request. (laughs) Can I say some more? Instead of God answering it right there for Wilson, he wants patience to have her perfect work in my life. Why? Like Zuniga preached a couple months ago, he's trying to produce something in me. You ever wonder why he don't answer your prayer right away? He's trying to get you to grow up, to mature. So he uses patience in the process. Lastly, what I learned in this passage, Reformation, and this is the part that gets me. God working speedily does not mean he's working to hurry up and satisfy me. I need y'all to not get mad at me, but just take this, okay? And tuck it away. Y'all ready? God is not interested in satisfying you. He's interested in glorifying himself Where you get off thinking God is trying to satisfy you God ain't worried about satisfying you Everything he do in the earth is to glorify himself So if saying no brings him glory Guess what the answer is I know it's tight but it's right If what he does for you In your prayers satisfy you Is probably Because it glorifies him Can I say that again If what you're praying about Satisfies you in prayer when he answers it It's not about you It's because what you asked Brings glory to him That's how you know you're praying the right way So what, what does this mean? Being persistent in prayer Means to continue on In spite of the obstacles That come your way That's what it means To be persistent You keep running even though you out of gas You keep trusting and hoping in him Even though the world keeps kicking you You keep trusting and believing in him even though you ain't seeing no breakthroughs. You keep praying even when that thing looked like it got worse. Either y'all sleep, distracted or something going
1: on.
0: All I'm trying to say is what Paul said, we ought to pray without ceasing. Why? Knowing that God hears us, sees us, and knows what he's doing on behalf of himself for us. Finally, as we close, we find another profound question in the text. Jesus says, Reverend Tom, when he comes back for us, will he find this kind of faith in the earth? Did y'all see that right there? What a question. What a profound question that Jesus would ask of the disciples. He says, he says, Will he find this kind of faith on the earth? I pondered this question this week, Brother Ed. And I'm reminded of what some of the scholars were talking about concerning his text. They said, in the end times, yes, days that are wicked, mm-hmm. there won't hardly be any faith in the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he gave me an example. Wow. He said, remember the days of Noah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were wicked. Yeah. And only eight people were saved.
1: Right.
0: Only eight people eight. have faith enough
1: right,
0: right. to enter the ark. And then another scholar said, and not only Noah's day, but remember Lot and Sodom. Only four people were saved out of the whole city. And one of the four turned around at the last minute.
1: And passages
0: like 1 Timothy 4 and 2 Timothy 3, they paint a dark picture for you and I of what the last days will be like. And very few people will keep the faith until the end. Are y'all in here? Yeah. Lady Tong, as I survey the world today, daughter, there's very little faith in the earth. Can I call roll for you? In these last days, the church right now lacks faith to support the work of missions. In these last days, the church right now lacks faith to preach and proclaim the gospel on every continent. I'm not talking about the church 2,000 years ago. In this, these days, Reverend Zunica, the church lacks faith to be salt and light in the earth right now. The church lacks faith. To truly love one another. Right, right. Right, now, right now. The church lacks faith. To combat racial disparities. In the kingdom of God. It don't make no sense. For an evangelical believer. To be hating somebody. Because of the color of their skin. Right now. The church in these days. lacks faith. To care for the widow and to care for the orphan. Right now, beloved, the church lacks faith to engage in prison ministries. Right now, the church lacks faith to go into the hospitals and heal the sick. In these last days, the church lacks faith to give of her resources to support the men and women of God who are called to serve her full time. Right now! now. In these days, the church lacks faith to preach and to trust in God to provide. Right now. You know him and I know him. The church lacks faith to combat the false gods In the universe, Jesus asked the question Will there be any faith when the Son of Man returns? Listen, beloved, as a friend of God, I'm concerned today. I'm concerned at the little faith that we have and that we see on display. In the world today. And guess what? It ain't okay. I know I said ain't. It ain't okay. That's not good. That's bad. What a question Jesus leaves with us as we close this text. This made me think and ponder something, Sister Cooley, this week. What will God say when He looks at your life on that day? What will He say? About the work you did in your church community? Mm -hmm. What will he say? About the faith that's not working in your heart? Mm -hmm. What will he say? About the lack of faith you use on your job? Mm -hmm. What will he say? About the lack of faith you operate in daily in your daily decision making? Jesus is asking the same question for us today. Beloved, will you keep the faith in difficult times? That's the question from Sunday to Sunday. I got to leave you now. But if I were you, I would cultivate a persistent heart of faithfulness to the things of God more faithful to everything else Amen. Wow. than God. Wow. Wow. And all this stuff going to fade away. Yeah. If I were you, i step up my faith game and consistently give God the very best I have while I can. If I were you, I would consistently practice Cultivating my love Relationship with God You say pastor how do you do that Spend time with him Can't tell him you love him and you never hang out If I were you I'd develop a persistent faith To trust God For things Instead of myself For things That when he comes He will find faith At work in the earth I'm through preaching But I got to the point now Billings I got more life behind me Than I got in front of me And I ain't trying to do nothing That ain't pleasing to God And I'm not trying to live One day Without trusting God For that day Are y'all in here now Oh, you know how this is, being a Baptist preacher. You always close looking for Calvary. Amen. How do I land the plane? Mm-hmm. I was in my study. Actually, I was flying, and this image came to me. Jesus' model for you, Wilson. Mm. What persistent faith looks like in her.
1: Oh, Amen. Right. Mm.
0: He said, wasn't he persistent mm-hmm. in doing the will of the Father? Yes, sir. Yeah. I said, Yes, man. Wasn't he persistent in obeying the word of the Lord? Wasn't he persistent as he he served all those who the Father brought to him? Wasn't he persistent with the disciples as he taught them about the way of the kingdom? Wasn't he persistent in fulfilling the mission And the vision that God gave him. And then the spirit of God just whispered in my ear. Can't you see his persistence in the salvific plan of God to redeem mankind? And then y'all know I went there. Satan tried to get him to fall in the wilderness. But he persistently ignored the temptations of the evil one. The world persistently came up against him but he victoriously defeated their attempts to stop him and to trip him up the religious crowd daughter Linda lied on him his own disciple betrayed him his own flesh got weak in the garden but he persistently leaned on the spirit of God to get him through the obstacles Can't you see his persistence while they were nailing him to the cross? He had the power the whole time to kill and destroy every man on that hill of Golgotha. But his persistent faith in the father made him stay the course. Can't you see his persistence while they placed the crown of thorns on his head? Can't you see his persistence? As he prayed out on the cross, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. Can't you see his persistence when heaven went silent, hell got happy, and earth went into confusion? Can't you see his persistence when they took the body down, put it in the borrowed tomb, And Peter says while he was in the grave, he was taking the sting out of death and victory over the grave. Can't you see his persistence after God the Father raised him back to life? He right now is sitting at the right hand of God, persistently interceding on your behalf. What an example. Say said, Wilson, the reason why Jesus did that is so you could be able to do it. Oh,
1: yeah. uh, Amen.
0: Did you catch that? Yeah. Everything he did in the flesh, you and I have to be able to do. Well, the same spirit of God that lived in him is now in me. I got no excuses for not being persistent about my walk with God. Beloved, I'm through. What's your struggle today What keeps you From persistently Pursuing God What keeps you In that state that you're stuck in Are you allowing people To keep you from persistently Following God I wouldn't let church people do that to me I don't care how they act. Don't you let nobody in this church do that to you. Your faith and your relationship with God trumps any personality on the earth. Don't let nobody get you off your game, as we would say. Stay focused. And persistently give God your very best. If you're hanging around people that don't want what God wants, cut them loose. They ain't going in the same direction. Am I making sense? The parable of the persistent widow. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we've come today
1: because we are in desperate need
0: to be about the work of the kingdom of God. Lord, our world is filled with so many distractions, so many things to take our focus off of you. And yet we've learned today that yet, in spite of those things, you are with us. You're not like the unjust judge. You hear us when we pray. And the promise in the text is you will avenge us. You will answer. So help us in our seasons of discouragement. Help us in those things that come to take us away from you. Give us the victory over them, is our prayer. We need you now, and so we come earnestly seeking your face. For those who are here under the sound of my voice and maybe dial in online, Encourage
1: them in a special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Beloved, would you stand with me? The great hymn of the church goes like this. Jesus, 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 there is something about their name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 Let all heaven and earth proclaim Kings and kingdoms will all pass away But there's something about that name I wonder if you would
0: help me today Just turn to that person next to you today and ask him, how can I pray for you? Make this a personal image. How can I pray for you? How can I pray for you?